0: This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints Podcast, and the State of the Saints Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Over two million men worldwide choose Manscaped for all their below-the-waist needs. For those that love the Lawnmower 3.0, well, I got news for you. The Manscape Engineering Team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower. Hey, what's going on, Who that Nation? It is yours truly, T.J. Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Hope everyone is having a good day. We're recording this live on a Tuesday afternoon. And thank you so much for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. And on this edition of the State of the Saints podcast, we're going to be talking about available free agents. And can these free agents be good fits for the New Orleans Saints. But I want to say thank you all very much for being here. Shout out to everyone in the chat. And if you're here right now, and if you love the State of the Saints podcast, go ahead and give your boy a thumbs up before we even get started. If you like the State of the Saints podcast, if you like the content, if you want the podcast to grow, go ahead and give your boy a thumbs up. But now, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about something that, a lot of members of the That Nation have been talking about, and that is NFL free agency. Uh, because as we know, the Saints, even though they have a really good, formidable squad, they still have some holes that they need to fill in the eyes of members of the Houdan Nation. Now, last night, we had a couple people that made comments and they said that they still feel like the Saints need a couple pieces here and a couple pieces there. Okay. But, um, these are some guys that I had that, that were on my mind. I went back after I heard these, these individuals talk about this, and I said who I felt would be a good fit with, to be, uh, you know, that missing piece for the New Orleans Saints. So um, I looked at the available 100 players that are available in free agency in the NFL. And as you know, uh, the Saints, uh, it, it's pretty uh, apparent uh, that they uh, have some holes that they need to fill at the linebacker position. There's also holes that need to be filled at the wide receiver position in some people's eyes. And of course at the cornerback position. So I have the list right here uh, on my phone and there's some guys that, that I feel would be good fits uh, for the new Orleans saints. Uh, one name in particular is the guy um, that, that I had um, as the logo of this particular episode And that's cornerback Stephen Nelson. Uh, Stephen Nelson, who played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who's 28 years old, uh, was a pretty good uh, cornerback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm just pulling up his uh, information uh, really quick. Uh, He started his career with the Kansas City Chiefs from 2015 to 2018. He has 291 tackles, one forced fumble, four fumble recoveries, 52 pass deflections, and seven touchdowns in his career. Uh, He was a third-round pick out of Oregon State back in 2015. So this is a guy that has not been in the NFL very long, just a couple of years. He's a seasoned veteran. Uh, He's played on some pretty good defenses. Uh, You know, uh, Kansas City uh, starting to develop uh, their defense over the course of time, and of course the Pittsburgh Steelers on last year. I think that he would be a good fit uh, based on his size being 5'11", 194 pounds. Now, those 194 pounds, uh, is the reason why I feel like he would be a good fit because even though he's not the tallest cornerback that you're ever going to see, he still can meet some of those wide receivers with his physicality. He was a really physical corner and he was also always around the football and he's a pretty good tackler. So in my opinion, Steven Nelson, uh, based on his age, based on his productivity and just based on uh, a lot of the things that I've seen uh, out of him uh, playing, throughout his NFL career, I think that he would be a really good fit for the New Orleans Saints. So he would be uh, my first choice. Uh, The second choice that I had, uh, if we're looking for a linebacker position, uh, I would look at a guy like K.J. Wright. Uh, K.J. Wright, a lot of us know who he is. Uh, He played for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, He was the guy that was the opposite side of Bobby Wagner. He was a guy that flew around uh, from sideline to sideline. He was a guy that you can trust to guard your tight ends and your running backs. And when he put his hands on you, he's going down. Now, K.J. Wright is 32 years old. So you have somebody like Demario Davis, who's about 31 or 32, and then you add him with K.J. Wright. A lot of people may say that you know K.J. Wright is a little bit on the older side. But nevertheless, I still feel like he can come in and he can be formidable for the New Orleans Saints. He's a guy that's seen it all and done it all, and you don't have to worry about him being out of place or the NFL being a little bit too slow for him. So I think that K.J. Wright would be a good fit if we're looking at the linebacker position. Uh, Another person that I feel would be a good fit would be if we're looking for a little bit more of a pass rush help, uh, Olivier Vernon is another guy that I think the Saints can look at. Uh, He's 30 years old. Uh, He has stints with the New York football giants as well as the Cleveland Browns. We all know that he's a guy that's always around the ball. He's a guy that is a sure tackler. He's a guy that you can put on an edge to come and and try to sack the quarterback. The only issue that I have with that is the Saints have a lot of youth at the pass rush position. You have Marcus Davenport, you got Peyton Turner, you got Tano passing you got Cam Jordan, you got Carl Granderson. So a lot of young guys coming off the edge, but if you want to add a little bit of depth there at that position, that would be a good fit. Uh, Another uh, person that I feel would be a good fit for the new Orleans Saints on the defensive line, if you want to get somebody that's a veteran, uh, it would be, in my opinion, Everson Griffin. Now, Everson Griffin was a guy that we all wanted to see in the Saints uniform around this time last year. OK, he is a guy that's once again, uh, he's about 32 years old, but there's a very young, very young uh, interior lineman on the Saints team. You got Shy Tuttle. You got Malcolm Roach. You got uh, David Yamada. I mean, you got all these young guys that are there right now. So somebody like Everson Griffin coming into your locker room, a guy that has been a captain on those Minnesota Vikings team all those years, played for the Dallas Cowboys, was cut in the middle of the season because, in my opinion, he he just did not fit with what the Cowboys were trying to do. So I think that he would be a good fit. Uh, Ryan Nielsen being there, I think that Everson Griffin can give you um, some production. We know that he was tough to handle. When he played for the Minnesota Vikings, every time we went up against the Minnesota Vikings. So that would be a good fit for the New Orleans Saints, in, in my opinion. But let me go ahead before I add on a few more to see what you all have to say. And thank you so much for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. I'm going to go ahead and start with with John here. Uh, John says, uh, uh, no brother media BS. Yeah, Yeah, we ain't down with that, unless it's some credible media. Brian what's going on says who that Ricky says what up TJ the host of the state of the Saints podcast thank you for being here my brother casual decks all the way in uh get great uh great white north of Canada uh says what up TJ in a who that nation uh that that Christopher Connor says Le'Veon Bell uh yes Le'Veon Bell is available right now but in my honest opinion I don't think the Saints really need him And to be honest with you, Dad, um, he's one of those guys that I really just feel like dude, head ain't wrapped on too straight, man. You know what I'm saying? Like anytime you go after a guy like Andy Reid, talking about Andy Reid is the worst coach you ever played for, and this, that, and the third, like something is really wrong with this cat, man. This dude ain't really wrapped too tight. And and I I just feel like um, he's just one of those guys that, you know, want things his way look, it, it it doesn't work like that. All right. It's, is a team. All right. And, and, and what, what, what organizations are going to do, they're going to do what's best for the team, not what's best for you. And I just feel like he wants the red carpet rolled out and and be quite honest with you. I'm always skeptical about guys that play when they want to play and don't leave it all on the field. I'm, I'm very, very skeptical about individuals like that. I'm just going to be 100% real with you. When individuals are like that, um, I, I can't say I have a lot of respect for him. Excuse me. Had to wipe my nose there. Uh let's see. Um, let's scroll down a little bit more. Jerry giving a shout out to Casual Dex, Dalton in the building. Reggie says, I would like to see Richard Sherman come to New Orleans. Well, Reggie, that would be a good fit for New Orleans, in my opinion, um, because of his knowledge and everything like that. But if he can't come to New Orleans based on how much he he wants to get paid based on the fact that you know he wants a certain amount of money and he wants to play for a contender. And I get it, man. When you reach a certain level of your career, when you have the accolades that Richard Sherman has, you want to feel like you can be able to name your price. And I'm all for that. But at the same time, we got to put this into context, okay? How is he going to be used with the New Orleans Saints and can the New Orleans Saints afford him? And based on what being said, according to those reports out there, it seems like he wants to wait after training cap to see if teams might have some injuries that way he can come in and name his price. So it seems like to me, he just tried to you know, get that nest egg together, that little bit of uh scrilla before it's time for him to ride off into the sunset, which he deserves to do so. But if the saints can't get him there, there are some guys out here that are available that the saints can pick up. Randy said KJ Wright would be a solid pickup. Yeah, I agree. But K.J. Wright, like Richard Sherman, wants to do the same thing. He, he's willing to play the waiting game. These individuals are, are willing to wait to see what teams are going to do, uh, you know, and, and see what players are going to get injured, and maybe they'll be able to name their price. So he falls into that same category as Richard Sherman. Uh, Mario said, Hardcore Jerry Poor, the OG, giving a shout out to Jerry. Shouts out to Jerry. Let me stroll up a little bit more. DLP 2600 says Damian Snacks Harrison is still very good. Big interior lineman that's available. Six seven three hundred forty seven, uh, pounds A uh, veteran low-cost, high reward uh, like Trey Boston. And, of course, uh, Garyon Conley, a, a tryout if you can't sign Kirkpatrick. Yeah, those are some good names. <laughs> but I don't know if Snacks uh, want to be <laughs> still want to play, man. I, I he definitely out here killing it on social media with all these dif- different funny jokes that he's telling and stuff like that and all these skits. So I think he's just kind of focused on his life um away from from away from football. But, you know, other guys like Trey Boston who uh, who is really good, played uh really well for the Carolina Panthers all those years. The Saints okay at safety in my in my opinion. And Conley, uh, I think that he would be good as well, you know, at the right price. But, you know, there are some other guys out here, you know, that I wanted to name in particular. You know, let's get back to the free agents. Um, I named, if you're just joining us, uh, I named a couple free agents that would be good for the New Orleans Saints. I said Olivier Vernon would be good at pass rusher. Everson Griffin, if you want a seasoned veteran on the interior lineman. Uh, K.J. Wright uh, would be a good linebacker as well as Stephen Nelson would be a good cornerback uh, to fill that void that was uh, that's going to be missing by Janoris Jenkins. But let's get back to it, man. Uh, another name that I feel like the Saints uh, should take a look at, of course, is somebody that's already been here, and that's Quine Alexander. Uh, Quine Alexander, of course, we know what he can do and what he did in the Saints uniform. Uh, with him, along with Demario Davis, they were arguably for about a month the best linebacker in Corbin football. Uh, It it gave the Mario Davis opportunity to fly around the field and he had a seasoned veteran like Quan Alexander who was just as fast, if not faster than he was at the weak side linebacker position. So Quan Alexander would be a good fit for the new Orleans saints. We've seen how he's practicing. We've seen some of the workout videos. I'm always skeptical about bringing up workout videos when I'm talking about guys, because it's called a highlight tape for a reason. It's not a low light or Uh, You know, real time tape, you know, where you just show all the ups and downs is is that person's best performances and what they're doing really well. So I'm not really keen on the whole highlight thing, but I know what he can do when he is healthy and he would be a good fit for the New Orleans Saints. pending he comes back for the right price, which I don't know. He might be one of those guys that, you know, might ended up that might end up uh, going somewhere else because the Saints can't afford him uh another name that uh that i feel like would be a really good fit for the saints is d j Hayden uh d j Hayden uh some of you probably know him from his raider days as well as for the jaguars uh the only thing about Hayden in my opinion has been his injury history you know he's a guy that's been in and out of the lineup but when he has been in the lineup he's been pretty formidable man he's he's uh you know for the first two years of his career man he had i want to say almost season in the injuries and stuff like that that he was dealing with. Uh, you know, and, and in injuries, he was in and out of the lineup, and it took him a while in order for him to uh, develop. But, you know, last year for the Jaguars, he did a really good job. He played really well, and I think that he would be a good fit for the New Orleans Saints, a guy that can be a part of that rotation, a guy that can probably, you know, be able to switch up um, when Paulson Adevo and maybe compete with Paulson for that starting job from week to week in, in practice. So DJ Hayden is a guy that I think would be a good fit uh, for the new Orleans saints and also Quine Alexander, but let me go ahead and uh, see what you all have to say. Uh, let's see. Uh, Gino Atkins would be a nice pickup and could develop our young defensive tackles. Yeah. Uh, Gino Atkins was definitely on the list of guys that that I would consider if I'm the saints. Uh, he is definitely a name that I, I really think that would be a good fit. Um, uh, Gino Atkins deserves to have some level of prosperity in his career, um, all those down years with Cincinnati and giving them all that production only for them not to make the playoffs, a flake out in the playoffs. He deserves to go to a contender. And this would be a good fit for the New Orleans Saints, because at this stage of Geno Atkins career. OK, this this, this part of Geno Atkins career, he's looking for uh, legitimacy and, and and also, man, the, that legacy, you know, like what? how good would it look? If you help a team uh, make their way to the Super Bowl and actually win one, right? Because we all know that he's been one of the best interior linemen in the National Football League for almost a decade. So this is a guy that can come to the New Orleans Saints and bring legitimacy and also cachet to this team. And, and you have these young guys that probably looked up to this guy and how they were playing this position, at, you know, looking at him play it at the high level. He automatically comes in with a certain level of, uh, of respect from those guys so geno atkins definitely was on my list we got uh we got d linemen need to play uh yeah i mean we got defensive linemen, but i'm just saying though you know if you're talking about pass rush if we're talking about guys that can come in and kind of mentor some of these these younger guys you want to go with some of these older guys because the saints are okay if you look at the saints average you know age average they're one of the youngest teams in the league What they need is a combination of seasoned veterans to go with those young guys. Sometimes those young guys need those older guys to be in the locker room to help them uh, become those professionals that they need to be. You know, when you have a a young guy in there, he's a young millionaire just starting to make money, might not be making the best decisions if you don't have that mentor to be able to bring him in and, and tell him about the do's and don'ts And, you know, some of the things that need to be be done in order for them to live up to their true potential. And you get that by bringing in a seasoned veteran that can bring uh, legitimacy into that locker room. So I think at the interior lineman position, I think somebody like Geno Atkins would be a really good fit. Uh, I think Colin Kaepernick would be a great backup and Taysom should stay in his joker role. Well, look, um, Colin Kaepernick, in my opinion, do he deserve... Uh, to be out of the National Football League. uh, No, he does not. Okay, he deserves to be on somebody's team, rather as a starter or backup or anything like that. And I understand that anytime teams want to compete, his name is going to come up. But here's the reality of the thing. Uh, The older, uh, you know, the longer this thing uh, happens, the older Colin Kaepernick gets. And I want to say Colin Kaepernick is about 33 or 34 years old right now. And it's unfortunate, but, each year it is going to become more and more of a win for the national football league cuz now they can say well you know he's up there in age right now so nobody wants to hire a 33 or 34 year old quarterback the saints don't need him you know like it, it just what it is what it is and i understand i understand how people may feel about it right um do he deserve to be in the national football league yes but do the saints need him no they do not Uh, The Saints have Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, and Ian Book to compete for a starting position, you know. And if I'm a betting man, it's going to come down to Taysom and Jameis. So even though I believe that Colin Kaepernick deserves to be in the National Football League, rather he playing on Sundays as a starter or holding a clipboard, uh, you know, is another thing. But do do the Saints need him? Absolutely not. I, I don't believe that. But I do believe that he needs to be in the National Football League. That I will agree with. Uh, Let's see. I like Conley. um, Too young, uh, big first-round talent, injury-prone, though. Yeah, he was injury-prone coming out of college, though. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, people were skeptical about him. The only thing that he had working for him... Excuse me. Nose keep running. Sinus is acting up. But anyway... um, The one thing about, you know, him is what helped him out was the whole Marshawn Lattimore situation. When Conley was coming out of college, he had like kind of same situations as Marshawn Lattimore, but they seen that Marshawn was able to rise above that, right? He was able to rise above it. And, you know, I guess that gave them leeway to try to grab him because they felt like if he can get over these injury issues, then he can be a really good cornerback, which he can be. But, I mean, the best ability is availability but he would be a a, a good fit if he's healthy. TJ, that would be nice to get one of those good veteran defensive linemen. We forget about Lorenzo Neal Jr. Uh, I didn't forget about him, but you know, he has to make the team first. You know, I can't put him in that category if he doesn't make the team, you know, there's a lot of guys that we see and we name in the off season and we bring their name up, but these guys got to make the team, you know, I mean, Look, his dad was a really good fullback for all those years in National Football League, blocking for LaDamian Tomlinson, uh, blocking for Mario Bates back in the day. It's all good. But at the same time, that's your dad. That's not you. And just because you have the same name as your dad doesn't mean that you're going to have the longevity as your dad. So he has to go out here and prove it. If he makes the squad, I would be glad to add him to this. But, you know, he has to make the squad first. He is in no way a part of the New Orleans Saints you know, rotation or the 58 man roster that's supposed to take place. He has to earn it, but do I think he can earn it? Yes. But I mean, I'm just one guy, you know, it's not my, it's not my opinion that matters. The opinion of the coaching staff is the one that matters when it comes to the, you know, the final cuts. Le'Veon Bell uh, lets uh, some strippers steal the jury and cash after one night. He isn't very smart to be honest. (laughs) Look, I don't care what he does in his spare time i mean what he does is his business what i care about is his production on the field and to me he just seems like a guy that's a he a me guy instead of a we guy and when you start dealing with me guys it's always a problem right i don't want guys to uh i don't want guys to be so full of themselves that they can't see the big pitch you know what i'm saying like it's Look, all football players have egos. Anybody that just think, oh, he's so humble. He's so humble. I don't care if it's Drew Brees. I don't care if it's Tom Brady. I don't care if it's the the nicest football player that you ever met. You've seen him in the street. You asked for a pitch, and they say yes. Every football player has an ego, but you have to have that ego in check. You got to put it in check. Your ego shouldn't be bigger than the team, okay? You should not be David Ruffin and the rest of the team be the temptations, all right? And because what's going to happen to you, is the same thing that happened to David Ruffin. OK, your agent is going to serve you some papers. And I guarantee you, you can yell out the window, yell in the window of the facility and saying y'all going to be nothing without me. But guess what? The NFL wheels are going to keep on turning. All right. It, it really doesn't matter. All right? You got to have your ego in check. If you don't. Nobody is going to want to deal with you, no matter how talented you are. Sherman would be awesome. Yeah, I agree with that, Reggie. Damien said, what up, TJ? You're in my new 65-inch TV. Well, thank you so much, Damien. You know, that's a humble brag right there. <laughs> you want everybody to know about that 65-inch TV. Uh, I'm going to brag real quick. That TV, even though it don't look like it, that's a 75-inch TV behind me. <laughs> yeah, man, but um, that 65-inch TV, man, you uh, know, definitely, you know what I'm saying, you can be able to see things better. You know, I've never really been a big TV guy until – me and my wife, uh, moved into our home and we went to Best Buy and you see all these different TVs and stuff like that, man. And you start to see like the different resolutions and pixels and you're like, Oh snap. You know what I'm saying? You start to see, you know what I'm saying? I clear that street, look on that movie and how those people moving in real time. And all of a sudden I started to, you know, start to feel good about TVs, man. You know what I'm saying? And now, you know, I, I mean, I, I love them. You know what I'm saying? I, I understand the quality of a good television, you know, and I thank God for that because I remember, man, that the, the big box set, you know what I'm saying? From back in the days when my grandmother, uh, shouts out to my grandma. I know she's probably watching this right now. Uh, she, uh, I got to tell this before I, I, I tell this other story, okay? But my grandmother, uh, some of y'all probably know on Friday, um, I ended up like doing a live show at my grandmother's house in Tallulah, Louisiana. And, uh, she was able to watch me on television, um, you know, on, on YouTube as I was doing in the other room live. And, um, you know, it was just so cool to do, man. I show up to the house, all my family members got their state of the saints podcast t-shirts on and, and taking pictures and stuff like that. But just to see my grandmother smile, man, it meant the world to me because she's such a huge saints fan. And, uh, every time I do a show, uh, I think about my grandmother, you know what I'm saying? Like you all can't see that picture, but there's a picture above that of my grandparents. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna take that picture probably after uh we're done. But um for her to actually, you know, you know, be a I don't want to say be a fan, but a supporter of the State of the Saints podcast and talk to me about sports and talk about how proud she is of me, it meant the world to me, man, because I know how much she loved the team and uh man she's a diehard saints fan so grandma i want to say i love you and thank you so much for allowing me to use your home to do the show it was one of the greatest honors uh of my entire uh broadcasting life to be honest with you thank you so much uh but back to what i was saying about the television sets uh i remember back in them days man with the big box tvs and You had to use that clothes hanger. You know what I'm saying? You used to stick it inside. You ever seen that TV that automatically just comes with the antenna? Some of y'all probably, I probably lost some of y'all younger folks, but some of my older folks where you had the TV that had the antenna on there already. And then you had to probably take a clothes hanger and stick it to the back of the TV when the antenna break off. And then you have to turn the knob. You know what I'm saying? They only give you channels four, six, and eight. And then a the bottom screen gives you channel 26 and channel 38. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of you young cats like, man, what the heck is he talking about? But we go from that. That goes to show you how God has blessed us. We go from watching big TV sets, maybe one TV set in the house, to flat screen televisions and remote controls on every TV. You know, don't tell me what God can't do for you. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't tell me that my God ain't real. You know what I'm saying? Don't tell me that. Okay, but shouts out to everybody out there you know what i'm saying the dreamers that the believers the ones that are putting in the hard work the ones that are really working towards making their dream come true to get a television set <laughs> and all the other things that they actually are trying to aspire to do and to get you know what i'm saying shouts out to you all damien says carl granderson kind of reminds me of junior Gallette. what do you think tj yeah he actually does that's that's a good comparison damien that's a good comparison a guy who is untouted unheralded uh, hopefully his head is wrapped tighter than junior galette uh junior Collette is looking like eddie king jr right now you know what i'm saying I, I had to stop following him on social media man because it was looking so pathetic you know i mean i'm just being honest like he up there showing the old highlight tapes of himself and sh- sending them to the new orleans saints team and he taking trips to new orleans shaking hands with a suit on and, and telling people he want to come back to the team it's looking sad man it, it reminds me of when a heartbeat came out of the concert and Eddie Kane Jr. took off the trench coat and had on that on that uh, bedazzled outfit that they had for one of their shows. That's what he's looking like right now. I hope this guy, you know what I'm saying, finds some closure. I understand that, you know, uh, back in the day, I don't know if it was him or his girlfriend, but somebody blew the whistle talking about Sean Payton and some of the things that they said that was going on with Sean Payton behind the scenes. And the rest, I know he said he was blackballed from the NFL. But that don't sound like blackball. That just sound like you blackballed yourself, bro. But I just hope that he can get himself together. I mean, I don't think at this stage of his career, nobody's going to sign him. You know, ain't nobody trying to bring him in because he's looking online like a like a nut job. You know, I'm just being real, you know, shots out to him. I hope that he finds this closure that he's looking for. I think that he has a good story to tell. I've even asked this dude, you know, I I would love to give you a platform in order for you to tell your story. It's not like I'm out here trying to be on some old Stone Phillips uh, type stuff. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to do no stuff like that, but I'm willing to allow people to tell their story. You know, as long as you got something to tell, I'm not trying to be controversial, but it just seems like to me that he just, okay. with just airing out dirty laundry and, and spitting in the wind, if you will. But I don't think that he's going to get anywhere for that. And it's looking real sad right now, but back to your point, he does have some similarities to Junior Gallet. I can see him uh, being a double digit sad guy. I-, I agree with that, Damian. That's a good, that's a good assessment right there. TJ, it would be nice to get a good defensive uh, lineman as a uh, veteran defensive lineman. We can't forget about Lorenzo Neal Jr. I think I already read that. I don't know if you put it again or not, but yeah, yeah. I was saying he has to make the team. I'm going to scroll down a little bit more. Uh, Folks, I apologize. I want to try to get to some people that I have not seen, and I want to kind of keep the show flowing. Let's go to uh, Cousin Mike. Uh, He says, uh, uh, Cousin Mike, uh, we need OG Sherman. Uh, He will bring more leadership into the locker room. Yeah, I I think a guy like Richard Sherman would be a really good fit for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Like I said, it's knowledge, knowledge, The comparison of Paulson Debo, the skill set, I think that it would be really good for him. But it has to be within the right price. You don't want to get a guy uh, and you have this package for him. At the same time, you want this other guy to develop. But you're studying the growth of this guy you want to develop for this other guy because you paid him more money. I'm not a fan of that. Faith Base says, what's good? TJ, what's going on Faith Base? Thank you for being here. Uh, Who is the Saints' number two strong safety? Uh, That would be C.J. Garner-Johnson. C.J. Garner-Johnson plays strong safety as well as nickel. And the way that the Saints play, they play a lot of three safety sets on on their defense. So, yeah, that's that's who their strong safety is. Uh, Faith Base says hit that like button. I agree with Faith Base. If you're just joining us, if you have not already, please hit that like button. Let everybody know that you're enjoying the State of the Saints podcast so far. Uh, Base also said, "Awesome." TJ Robert says, "Does Ken Crawley really knows where all the dead bodies are buried?" <laughs> Robert, uh, I, I don't think it has anything to do with him knowing where the bodies are buried. That's PJ Williams, okay? Um, <laughs> but um, I think with Ken Crawley, the Saints are looking for a guy on special teams. Like you got to keep in mind, Robert, that you lost Justin Hardy to the Jets. Uh, he's going to get an opportunity to actually play some starting snaps at corner. This is something that he wanted. And we all know that Justin Hardy has been a really good special teams player since he's been with the Saints, and I wish him well. Um, All the the best wishes to Justin Hardy. He deserves an opportunity to try to hit the field as a starter for a team. But you have somebody like Ken Crawley who has played on special teams, a guy that can be a gunner. So I have no problem with that. I don't have no problem with Ken Crawley playing on special teams. And, heck, I don't even have a problem with Ken Crawley actually playing in a game on some snaps but if we're talking about starting he really has to show me something if he if he wants us to believe that he can be the guy that we saw in 2017 then he has to prove something but i i think that the saints have him for special teams purposes and i have absolutely no no problem with that at all caleb says you are a great talker not even just about football uh (laughs) caleb I, i appreciate that man look uh man, look, I don't really consider this show as just a sports show. We're family oriented. The, the same individuals, you know, we have some new folk that kind of come up in here, but for the most part, we're all family here. People have been following this show, and I've I had opportunities to develop friendships and, and relationships with individuals through this show. So I don't really speak as if I'm just oh TJ, the sports caster or the sports podcaster. I, I feel I, I consider this show as a family. So if I feel like my in my heart or in my mind tells me to speak something, I'm going to say it. And I don't feel like it's out of line. You know, When you're talking to your family member, you might end up talking about one thing, but you end up talking about an experience that happened to you, or you talk about something that might have happened or get them some, you know what I'm saying, some positive energy. I get that here. you you got people like Jerry, Ghostface, Griller, Josh, you know what I'm saying, so many other great individuals that, you know what I'm saying, always putting that positive energy into the air. You know, and that's what it's all about. And some of that energy don't even be Saints related. You know, I mean, that's what this show is all about, man. It's about uh, having good content and not, I mean, mostly about Saints football. But if there's some great content about life, then I feel like we should share it. You know, no matter who it is, rather it's me or somebody in the chat. Uh, Reginald says, damn, 65 inch where, um, where I'm at with that come over and watch the game <laughs> yeah red look look man six five inch tv on watching football man my goodness you know like i look forward to watching those games on, on on television you know what i'm saying like you know because like i said i've never really been big on television because honestly i don't really watch a lot of tv you know me and my wife we do a lot of binge watching me and my wife work a lot my wife worked 12 13 hours a day uh, me, you know what I'm saying, working for the station, doing the podcast and coming up with different content and being a father, all these different things that we're doing. So when we get together, we binge watch a lot of shows like uh, we were watching this show called Manifest on Netflix, um, which I encourage people to watch. Uh, I'll give you a little synopsis, a little breakdown of what the show is actually about. For those that don't know, Manifest uh, is about uh, these folks that uh, were coming back from Jamaica. And um they were on a connecting flight and hundred and ninety-one people uh end up uh, boarding uh this flight, uh coming back home. But when they touched down, they figured out that they were missing for five and a half years, right? But in the process of them being missing for five and a half years, they developed like these, you know, the I won't say powers, but they call them callings and they're able to kind of predict things before they happen. But they come in the form of, like, clues or whatever like that. You know what I'm saying? And it's a really good show, man. Um, unfortunately, I heard the show got canceled recently, and there's, like, a protest to try to bring the show back, which they got me on board because, you know, it got, that show got me pretty hooked. So you're not doing anything. You got Netflix. Check out that show, Manifest. It's really good, man. Uh, <clears throat> I think I need to get paid for that plug. Trevi uh, says... If no the situation on Adrian Peterson, we shouldn't want Le'Veon Bell at all. <laughs> well, I think it was a little bit different uh with Adrian Peterson than it is Le'Veon Bell. I'll be lying to you if I was to say that Le'Veon Bell doesn't have anything left in the tank. He does. Problem is, uh, I just feel like he, he his ego is too big. Okay. And he and he doesn't know how to channel that. And I think it's a recipe for disaster. There's only one team that he was successfully able to uh departmentalized with and that's the Steelers. So make a way out of no way. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Uh, God, I be making sure my people have TVs. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, as well as other things as well, man. <laughs> I mean, look, I just remember those days when, you know, you didn't have them, you know, like when you didn't have certain things, when you may do, you know, and you know, now it's like, when you're able to be able to do certain things, you look back because, you know, when you're growing up, I ain't going to say all days was a struggle, but there were some days where times were hard and you look at things now and things may be a little better. You may have your little issues. I mean, we all do, Uh, but for the most part, you realize that things in your life have gotten better, you know, and I just think only God can do that. That's just my opinion. Tyree. so the Saints keeping all five defensive ends on a 53 man roster. Uh, I don't think so. Well, let me see. Well, probably. They probably will. Because you got to account for special teams as well. Hit the like button. I agree. Uh, let's see. Giving out a special uh shout out to fake uh fate based workplace. Uh real talk that comes from Kai. Trevi says, if you paid attention to Adrian Peterson BS, you should have won Le'Veon Bell to the Saints. I just don't like his attitude. Not not the way he plays. He's a really good running back. Sherman would be nice, but he's not coming here. Kai, never say never. Never say never, my friend. Uh, Randy says, I remember a while back, somebody compared Carl Granderson to Robert Dent from the 80s Chicago Bears. Uh, Was that Richard Dent you talking about? I want to say I want to say Richard Dent, yeah, but um, I might have to go back. That's, that's I mean I remember Richard Dent, but the only Richard Dent I remember is, is because of Bowl. I ain't gonna lie to you. I was pretty young when Richard Dent was out there balling out. Uh To my knowledge, Colette and Cam was the last two double-digit sack players for the Saints, right? TJ, Uh Trey Hendrickson had double-digit sacks, and yeah, So yeah, I'll I have to throw him up in there. Yeah, Trey Hendrickson was. Trey Hendrickson, Cam Jordan, Junior Gallet, yeah, double-digit sack guys. Yeah, yeah, they were. And I'm trying to see, was there anybody else that I may have failed to mention? Mm, Nah, nah, you're right. TJ, uh, who do you feel will be our number two wide receiver? Callaway or Smith? I'm going to go with Traquan Smith um, based on him developing chemistry with Jameis. Uh, Some of the things I feel like that are his strengths are going to be utilized this season and is a contract year he's a fool if he don't ball up I'm not calling Traquan Smith a fool I'm just saying he has to be a fool if he don't ball out this season TJ that would be a good mix Griffin and Sherman yeah Everson Griffin uh but let let me go ahead and get back to it and then I get to casual Dex comment um I see a couple guys th- that I, I want to name before, uh, you know, we finish up here. Uh, another free agent that I feel like would be a good fit is a guy who used to play for the new Orleans saints. And we're not bringing his name up enough. And that's Kenny Stills. Uh, Kenny Stills is a guy that I feel like uh, would be good for the new Orleans saints, especially when it comes to third down situations. When uh, Lance Moore was starting to, uh, you know, be on the twilight of his saints career, we had Kenny Steele coming from Oklahoma, and he did a really good job on third downs. And not to mention, he was a guy that can really take the top off the defense as well. And he was a guy that was a really crisp route runner, and he he's a tough guy as well. Uh, Kenny Steels would be a good fit for the New Orleans Saints. He knows uh, the Saints. Sean Payton understands what to do with him. I think that he would be a good fit in the offense and he's a really smart player. You know what I'm saying? And he, and he's a proven leader. He was a captain on the Miami dolphins team uh, for a couple of years. Uh, You know, he's got traded a few times in his career. Uh, I think he went to the Texans and also went to the Buffalo bills. So Kenny skills would be a good fit. Um, If the saints were actually looking for a guy that, you know, for a fact uh, can get you those extra yards on third down on those third and fours or third and fives to even, a play that can get you downfield. Kenny Stills uh, would be a a really good fit. Uh, Another guy at wide receiver, of course, a guy I've been lobbying for is Golden Tate. Another third down guy, a guy that can get you those extra yards on third down, a guy that's a solid blocker, a guy to me that is a, he reminds me a lot of uh, Steve Smith or Hines Ward type. You know what I'm saying? Like he's a really tough wide receiver. He's a guy that's not afraid to get in somebody's face He's not afraid to go out there and go on those missions in order to get those extra yards, and he's not afraid you know, of, of any type of contact or at all. And you need guys like that that are tough, especially uh, in the run game. So Golden Tate would be a really good fit to me at the wide receiver position. Uh, finally, uh, is an, is well, actually I have two, okay? And I'll start with another wide receiver, and I think I've seen somebody mention this guy uh, in the chat, and that's D.D. Westbrook from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, here's a guy. He's uh, 27 years old. Had a really solid season uh, for the Jaguars. He's a guy that, to me, reminds me of a little bit of Allen Robinson. Man, he's a guy that that is very underrated. He's a really good pass catcher. He's a guy that makes those tough catches, uh, those 50-50 balls. He's he can go up there and he can elevate. He has a good vertical leap, and um, I think on the right team, uh, he can really flourish. So D.D. Westbrook uh, would be a really good fit. And finally. Uh, would be at the tight end position, a guy that's available. He's been in and out of the lineup, but when he's in, uh, he's really good. And that's Tyler Eifert. Uh, Tyler Eifert is a really good tight end. Uh, he's a guy that can help the Saints in goal line situations. Of course, you have uh, Nick Burnett, uh, um, and you also have um, Adam Troutman. You have Juwan Johnson moving on from the tight end position. But I still feel like you need another tight end. And I feel like a guy like Tyler Eifert, Uh, If you help him and use him, excuse me, use him in some of those uh, red zone situations, I think the Saints can really be successful. And also a guy like this that's a pass catching tight end can help out a guy like Adam Troutman. Now, this one is a long shot right here because, like I said, even though Tyler Eifert showed a lot of promise throughout his career, he's always been hurt. And the best ability, once again, is availability. You have to show yourself to be available, and he has not. So I would like to have him on the team for some of the things that he does well. But this one is a long shot because of the injury history. But those are some of the guys that I feel like would be good fits uh, at free agency for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, uh, Feel free uh, as the show goes on to put your comments down and uh, let me know who you feel would be a good fit. Uh, But before we do, I want to remind everybody that the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Manscaped.com is the official sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast. Go to Manscaped.com, use the promo code STATE OF SAINTS, and you will save 20% off of your purchase. Thank you to everybody that has purchased items through Manscaped. Uh, Thank you for everybody that has supported the State of the Saints podcast. And once again, Manscaped.com, use the promo code, all one word, all lowercase letters, STATE OF SAINTS, you'll save 20% off. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Uh, Now we're going to go to casual decks casual says we need a cornerback first and foremost. And after that, I think another linebacker would be sweet. Not too sure how many good linebackers are available at the moment. Well, casual, there are some good linebackers that are available, my friend. But the only issue is when, when guys, when guys start to reach around the age of 30 teams start to, unfortunately, and honestly, in some cases, unfair, unfairly uh, look the other way. Um, because these guys are on the other age of 30. Now, 30 is not old, okay? And I'm not just saying that because I'm on the other side of 30, okay? It's just not old. For a human being to be 30, you're not old. But in the realms of the NFL, when guys are coming out at the age of 20 to 21, that's pretty old if you're a National Football League player. And when guys are saying that, I want this amount of money, but at the same time, you're 32 and 33 years old, teams are not going to invest as much money as they would in a guy that's 25 and 26 why because they feel like the guy that's 25 and 26 is in the prime of his career and guys no matter if they have been pro bowlers all pros or what have you teams seem to raise the people's eyebrow at some of these guys that are on the other side of 30 it's unfair Um, But that's just the way that it is. But casual, I do agree with you. There are some great free agents available that are 30 years old at the linebacker position. And I think they can give you production. And that's what teams need to do. If you want to use these guys as, you know, as gateway, as gateway players, right, Um, to get you where you need to be. Maybe there's a linebacker in your future that you can draft later on or maybe a guy that you can get through free agency. These guys can bridge that gap. So why not sign them? I ain't saying sign them to a, a super lucrative contract, but you can sign them to a contract that is very friendly to your team as well as friendly to said player. So that's the way I look at it. That's the way I look at it. But that's a good point. I definitely agree with you on that one, Casual. Uh DLP 2600 said, no, Kenny Steele is a locker room cancer problem. Uh he's a uh he's a well, let me let me read that again. No, Kenny Steele, he is a locker room cancer problem child. Every locker room he has been in, Saints let him uh, go for his work ethic and his drama with teammates. Okay, DLP. I mean, look, I'm not going to argue with you on that one. Uh, he was a part of that 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 locker room that Drew Brees often talked about that wasn't on the same page, and he was considering retiring around that time. So, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you with that. But, look, I, I feel like this, right? I feel like it's a little bit different uh, when you have locker rooms full of leaders guys that can put dudes in check, right? These are individuals that, uh, to me, Teron Armstead, Malcolm Jenkins, Cam Jordan, these are the type of guys, to me, um, that that are not going to allow just somebody to come into the locker room and just few venom all over the place. You know, uh, you hear Shannon Sharp say all the time on Undisputed, the players are the ones that control the locker room, not the coaches, right? So if you have yourself a strong base locker room, you look at some of the locker rooms he's 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 been in DLP, the Miami Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins did not have a strong locker room. OK, they they, they just didn't. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they didn't have a strong locker room. Rashard Matthews, A uh, shout out to Rashard. uh He actually came on the show. He actually went to the Miami Dolphins and he talked about some of the you know, some of the unfair practices that they had in that organization. So if your organization is being ran like that, imagine what it is with your locker room i encourage everybody to check out the interview i don't feel like that interview got enough attention all right there's an interview that was available on the state of the saints podcast that I did with richard matthew check it out really good stuff right there but and, and let's also look at another locker room the houston texans i mean need i say more dlp i mean that i mean come on man look what look, look what's going on in that locker room bill o'brien got rid of arguably the best wide receiver in football sent them away for circus peanuts so I think the the, the locker room and, and your organization has a lot to do with how successful guys are going to be at spewing venom and, 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 and lowering the morale of the locker room. It depends on your organization. I feel like those guys, the teams that he went to, didn't have strong locker rooms. They didn't have strong organizations. So just call me naive, but I just feel like the Saints have a really good locker room to a point where i feel like he wouldn't be a fact i I think i think locker rooms and, and who's in your locker room means a lot i'm gonna stroll down a little bit uh they need to trade uh a quarter of it um i'm not sure exactly what we're talking about uh trading a quarter for i'm not sure about that uh giving a shout out to Nikayla it's jerry chemo says I heard personally from another player that Drew and Stills didn't get along regardless of all that they did. Well, probably didn't. Probably didn't. huh? You know, just because guys are teammates don't mean they're going to always get along. You know, that's that's what a lot of people think. John just say, Alshon Jeffrey wouldn't be a bad pickup uh, for a veteran wide receiver. Or what about Larry Fitzgerald? If even take DJ Hayden at cornerback. Well, Jonathan, those are some good names. Okay. Those are some good names, guys that had a good run. Elshon Jeffries, uh, not the fastest guy in the world, more of a possession guy, reminds me of a Marcus colston type player. Um, that's that's who he reminds me of, not the fastest guy in the world. Uh really Chris route runner and good hands. All right, but he has been um injured throughout his career, been dealing with that knee injury for the last couple of years. And you combine that with the fact that he was just over uh playing in Philly. Uh Larry Fitzgerald uh, it just wouldn't seem right for him to play for anybody other than uh, the Arizona Cardinals. And not to mention, he's almost 40 years old. Excuse me. He's almost 40 years old. So um, I don't that, for me, I don't think that that would be a good pickup um, to me. I think the Saints, they have their speedy guys. Right. They got their possession guys. What the Saints need is that that guy that goes on those missions, those suicide missions, if, if, if to say. The guy that's going to give you those tough yards, okay? If, if he's getting banged up in the slot, still make that catch in order to convert and get that first down. Those are guys that I just mentioned. Uh, guys like Golden Tate, right? You know what I'm saying? Guys like Kenny Stills. You know, Kawhi Baker might be that guy. i seen a great article about him just before I did the show. So this is what I feel like the Saints need. I'm looking at how the Saints structured themselves back in the day. And yes, I understand that the Saints, the way that they're going to play offense is going to be different. But I also look at how the Saints played and how they had certain receivers doing certain things and how it worked out for them in the long run. You had the primary receiver that was Marcus Colston back in the day. Case in point, Michael Thomas today. You had your guy that can take the top off the defense and Devery Henderson and Robert Meacham. You have your, uh, your Traquan Smith, and you have your Deontay Harris. Then you had your guy that was the possession receiver, the guy that was doing work in the slot, that was converting those third downs. That was your Lance Moore and Kenny Stills. I still feel like the Saints need a guy like that. It could be Kawhi Baker. It could be Marquez Calloway. Or it could be somebody that they can get in free agent like a Golden Tate. I do not know. But I feel like that particular wide receiver for the Saints is missing. And that's what made them successful back in the day because you had Coasting, you had Henderson and you had Henderson and Meacham. And you also had Lance Moore, right? And you had Willie Sneed who came along. They always did better. And then you also had tight ends like Jimmy Graham and Jeremy Shockey and David Thomas and, and guys like that, right? And Benjamin Watson. You had good wide receivers that weren't afraid to go up and get that ball. And for the first year, you know, and a little bit of the second year, Jared Cook. So you need those type of players. That that was the recipe for success for the Saints. And in my opinion, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And if it worked, try to go back to it. Just don't make it as predictable as it once was. Q says, Jeffrey ain't been the same since he left Chicago. Fitch might be on the verge of retirement. Uh, I think he needs to retire. I don't think he has anything to prove himself. I mean, look unfortunately in 2008 he didn't win the Super Bowl you know it wasn't his fault I mean the last moment of uh that Super Bowl for Arizona was him running a 72 yard touchdown and broke free uh it was just an incredible catch by Santonio San Holmes in the back of the end zone uh I was rooting for him I wanted them to win um but it's, unfortunately it didn't happen and sometimes the greats don't always uh end end up winning a Super Bowl uh Chris Carter did um I don't think Tim Brown did. Uh, I I don't don't look at T.O. I don't think he did, right? No, Randy Moss didn't. Some of the times the greats don't end up getting those Super Bowl rings, but those guys still end up going to the, the, the Hall of Fame. And that's definitely where he's going after five years. He's one of the greatest wide receivers to ever play. Very underrated because he played for the Cardinals who weren't very successful over the years, but he was the one constant. He was the Iron Man of the team. He was the heart. He was the soul of the team. He's a Walter Payton man of the year. He's won countless awards. He's been on uh, NFL uh, first team All-Pro on several occasions, several Pro Bowl appearances. There's nothing that this guy uh, has to do that will say that he doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. And yes, I'm pretty sure he would like to end his career winning a Super Bowl. But sometimes it just doesn't happen that way. That still doesn't defeat the fact that he's arguably, well, it's not even arguably. He's the greatest wide receiver of my generation. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like growing up, I can remember that. You know what I'm saying? I can remember uh, being in high school, right? Or uh, I want to say my freshman year of college, watching Larry Fitzgerald play at the University of Pittsburgh. I can remember him being on the front of the NCAA game. I can remember him being a runner up for the Heisman Trophy. I can remember him being drafted uh, by the Arizona Cardinals. This is a guy that a career I watched from start to finish. I, I watched his entire career and he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, which makes me feel old that I watched a guy's career from start to finish. So incredible. Hey, TJ, uh, I meant uh, Gallette and Cam were the last two to have double-digit sacks in the same year. Okay, I got you. Got you. That makes sense. That makes sense. Good point. I'm going to read a few more, and then we're going to get up out of here, folks. You know, Kevin, Kevin Johnson, uh, not to be mistaken with the cornerback that just recently retired. Uh, I really believe Saints... We'll sign Quine Alexander and Drake Kirkpatrick after extending a few of our vets. Uh, Kevin, um, that's a good point right there. Quine Alexander, I would love to see come back to the New Orleans Saints. He was a really good fit. He fit in with the locker room and people loved him. People loved him on his team. I've never seen a guy just come in in the middle of a season and people just rally around him like that. Guys were literally like almost in tears watching this guy, uh, you know, lead the field because they knew his Achilles was uh, torn. You know, and this guy just came. I mean, if that don't tell you, if that don't speak volumes, I don't know what does. But money is the main issue with Quine. Drake Kirkpatrick, I still feel like he, you know, wants to go out here and see what's the best offer for him. Now I am going to say this. It's more appealing um that Drake Kirkpatrick actually has a son. Um, I don't know if his son is going to college or being recruited to go to college, but he was at the university of Alabama. And, you know, I don't know how that's going to work out. I don't know if his son is going to college or being there, but I do know this. I'm not the smartest man in the world, but uh, playing for the saints might be a really good thing, especially you being that close to your son, being able to actually see him and being a car ride away um, from driving down there on a bye week. You know, I'm just saying, you know, if you want to go watch your son play at Brian Denny, I mean, it's just a car ride away. So that might be appealing to him. I mean, unless you go play for the Falcons, which why the hell would you if you can play for the same? I'm just saying. (laughs) Jonathan says a very good point. Golden Tate is that guy. Yeah, I agree, man. I like Golden Tate a lot. Jacob says, I went to the dentist today. Well, uh, Jacob, I hope everything worked out for you. Uh, I hope everything went well at the dentist, my friend. Uh, very important to go to the dentist sometimes, you know, like definitely uh, to get your teeth cleaned and also, man, get your mouth checked. You know, I know people really only go to the dentist when something is hurting them, but it's very important to go get those, uh, you know, go to the dentist and get your teeth checked. You know, there are some things that can cause you to be really sick, you know, that that, that involve your teeth. So. Remember that folks. Brian says, uh, do you think star is better than Drew Brees career-wise in the NFL? Uh <laughs> Hell no. to the no. no, no. Hell to the no. <laughs> Brian, uh, look, that's that's two different decades. That two different styles of football. That's that would be like comparing, I don't know, uh, bill russell's a Shaq, i mean uh it's it's a different nba um you have two guys that played in two different eras bar Starr played uh when you know vince lombardi all they did was run a football i mean there were very few uh pass plays in between i mean they didn't really start throwing the ball until really sammy ball uh really started being a quarterback when he called him what slinging uh singing uh slinging sammy ball you know what i'm saying like you know so they, it was a lot of run plays so bart started not really throw the ball as much but he was a great quarterback in his in his uh in his decade in his era uh but i don't think you can compare the two casual says lol that cracked me up tj <laughs> and jerry says uh brian uh you knew that was coming <laughs> Damian he says, uh, hey, TJ, have you been paying attention to the situation going on with Coach O? Uh, no, I have not. Haven't been paying attention to it. Damian, I did catch uh, your comment, I think, yesterday night when I was getting off uh, of the of the air. Um, I caught it like when I was actually uh, finishing up the show. Um, but no, um, I, I didn't know anything about it. Uh, I'm going to have to read up on it uh hopefully you know i have a better take on what's going on and i get my opinion on that uh hopefully it don't affect him you know being a coach at lsu tigers uh he's a really good coach he's a leader of men and he's well respected man coming from the state of louisiana i know i've had uh mike detille on the show on countless occasions uh mike detille uh really is a good friend uh with coach O. they actually grew up together um you know, I don't know if we really had too many stories on the air, but um Mike tell you, you know, and we'll we'll probably talk another five, ten minutes when he gets off of the air. And um he he's telling me stories about, you know, Bobby Bear and Coach O and him growing up in that area, in that area, you know what I'm saying, of uh, you know, bayou country. So hopefully nothing seriously happens um with Coach O. Hopefully it won't affect him. But um you know, we'll see. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for allowing the State of the Saints podcast to be a part of your day. I really do appreciate it. If you have not already, I'm going to ask one more time for you to hit the like button. Let everybody know that you enjoy the State of the Saints podcast. Also seeing somebody say that uh, they didn't get notifications of the State of the Saints podcast. If you want to get State of the Saints podcast notifications, hit that bell right next to the sus- uh, subscription button that's available uh, on the YouTube channel. So hit that bell so you can get notifications. Subscribe to the channel if you have not already. Look, we talk about everything here. You know, as y'all can see, you know, they ask me questions about things other than the New Orleans Saints. So uh, this is a show that we focus on the Saints, but we're for the sports fan as well. And you can subscribe to the show, like the channel. Also, follow the State of the Saints podcast on Facebook, facebook facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast, Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and as well as Anchor FM. Thank you all so much. I really do appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your morning, noon, night, whenever you're checking out this podcast. And all I got to say is, who that?